Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. One of the best things we can do to help our kids grow is to help them get outside of their comfort zone and to do the same. Uh, for us to get outside of our comfort zone. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, uh, can you remember any time when you had to kind of push a kid? Because, you know, we all like our safe space. We all like what we know. There have been many moments in my in my kids' lives. But one that stands out for me right now is when my daughter first was going to maybe try theater. And she loved singing and, mm-hmm. and did not like for us to even watch her sing. And uh, we were uh, contemplating signing her up for a, a theater group and, and seeing how she would do it. She said, no, Dad, I don't, wanna, I, I don't want people staring at me. We said, hey, just try it. You don't even have to be in the show. Just try it and see if you love it. Yeah. And so that non-threatening step, that just initial step helped her just at least try it out. And she started to fall a little bit in love with that. And then other adults started to help her gain that confidence. And it was, a, it was a long process. And I remember her first show, the curtains opened up. And she said, Dad, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. How many people do you think are going to be there? I said, oh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how many. It was a packed house. It was sold out. And I was going, oh, no. And I knew my daughter was going to be one of the first ones when the curtains opened. And uh, she had a solo right off the start of that theater uh, production with uh, m- the the place packed out and the music would not start, mm. and she was just staring. So at she the was crowd, left to just kind of dangle there, just staring the crowd, at everyone. Though. And then she started singing, and I started to cry. Oh. I mean, it was just amazing how she just belted out with confidence. But it was a journey to get there from that initial. Hey, why don't you just try it? Yeah, see how it is. Now she loves it, and we're able to use that as a reference point for other things that she may feel a little uncomfortable with. And there's, there's different degrees of discomfort, right, mm-hmm. that we have, all of us have. Yeah. And it's good to model that. And I've been able to process that with my kids. Hey, I really felt uncomfortable with this today, and I stretched myself. Because we can't just tell our kids to stretch, not us. And that's sometimes a hard one for me yeah. that I've had to say, wow, if I'm, if I'm pushing my kids to do this, I have to do this. And that is so uncomfortable. It's like skinny jeans, John, sometimes. <laughs> and I uh, want to pull those right off, right? And uh, that's... Uh, It's important, though, to model that with our Mm -hmm. kids. Well, we're going to hear more about this from Dave Ramsey. He has some ideas for you to help your kids get outside of their bubble, as Dave calls it. And here's Jim Daly talking with Dave Ramsey. Let's be practical. I mean, when you're looking at that three to five, what are some of those practical giving opportunities for a three to five-year-old? The biggest problem you're going to have is they want to give it all away. (laughs) So how do you tell them, don't give it all away? I I tell them it's not wise. It's not God's plan. God says in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, which means wise people don't give it all away. The number of times God tells you to give 100% of your assets away is very, very low. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit doesn't direct some people to do that. But it's not normative in Scripture. Hmm. It's not the normal Christian walk, especially evangelical Christian in North America. Okay, But always be giving something because the rhythm of giving in your life the consistent rhythm of giving is your reminder of who owns it. It's your reminder of this lordship issue. It's a reminder of, hey, even my spending envelope is not mine. So am I bringing glory to the Lord by buying Celebration Barbie? And you can talk to an eight-year-old about that. And actually, I think that is giving glory to the Lord, by the way. Uh, I think you should celebrate. 
<laughs> and I think God wants you to celebrate. Right. David danced a lot. Yeah, he did. You know, and I, I think Celebration Barbie, and if you don't have a lot of money, you can get sort of kind of had a party Barbie, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know? You've had daughters. I have not. Yeah, that's it. You know? yeah you're not connecting with Let's talk footballs. Boys. Yeah, that's it. But <laughs> the same thing. You know, it's a larger, smaller football. But, but uh, the whole thing about giving is so many times in church, we're walking across the church parking lot towards the building. And we hand our child some money out of our pocket so he can or she can drop some money in the in the offering at children's church right. or in children's Sunday school. They're not a giver. They're a courier of your money. Mm-hmm. No transfer of blessing occurred there. No lesson was taught there. All they did was deliver something for you. Mm-hmm. They didn't earn some money doing their chores and then in turn give that money. When they do that... That's when God smiles. And they're connected. Because you're turning them into givers. And God's the ultimate giver. He gave his only son. That is so important uh, to remember that. You've got to, they've got to feel it, not just be the courier. And that that is good. Is there a time, Dave, when you want to make a child give? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What do, I'm going to make them like? do all four of these things if they won't voluntarily do it. Okay. So my, my, my 10 year old. I'll let them have a little slack, a yeah. little bit of slop in there. Everything's not perfect. And I'm not, we're not trying to create Christian stuff for children, right? But over this course of time, it's my job as your dad, as your mom, to make you learn to work, to learn to give, to learn to save. These are, and to learn to spend wisely. These are skills you need to be successful. They're biblical skills that God said you need, and they're wisdom skills. And it, just like brushing your teeth, I have to teach you to do that or you won't have any. Hey, Dave, what about introducing your kids to poverty? I mean, especially if you're in the suburbs, you're going up in middle-class America. Mm-hmm. How, uh, how far should we go to let them see it and let them participate in giving in that direction? Should we take them to the soup kitchen? And it, What are your thoughts on that? I think our kids will tell you that changed their life more than anything we're talking about in these two episodes. Hmm. Um, two things. One is you find folks in the community around Christmas time, Angel Tree or something like that. And, you know, we would go in and do, uh, you know, buy Christmas presents for the family. Right. And, and, yeah, we're probably going to go down and take some turkeys on Thanksgiving Day to the homeless and shelter and just hang out down there and actually get to sit and talk to a guy that's homeless and find out how that happened and, you Here's know, kind of learn that lesson. And, yeah. you know, when you're eight years old, you're not creeped out by that stuff. You kind of, it's kind of cool. You want to know about it, right. you know? And the best thing, I mean, a teenage mission trip, I mean, our kids going to Haiti, our kids going to Peru, um, you know, they think they're going down there to help somebody. Um, they probably didn't help them that much, honestly, but they probably just interrupted their lives. But they come back. Changed. Completely yeah. changed. Because they grow up in a bubble. Yeah. They're in North America. I don't but, care what neighborhood you're in. You're in yeah. a bubble. I think the point of this is it's all connected again. We look at finances as a bank transaction, but this is a deeply spiritual matter, and that's what your whole program's about, isn't it? Well, it is. And then you get the benefit of one of them looking up, and he saves some serious bank, and he's yeah. 18. And he goes, Dad, you know, there was just a hurricane hit down there where we were, and I think God's told me to give $10,000 to that. He's 18. Wow. And, you know, tears just start coming down your face, and you're going, wow, this parenting thing's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and pat yourself on the back, seriously. I mean, that that's an achievement when you have built into your children in that way. It's pretty amazing to see what happens when you help your child see outside of their bubble, outside of their world. And, Danny, you have lots of ideas about 
ways moms and dads can do that on a pretty ongoing basis, right? You can even do it with movies, John. Uh, sometimes we'll pause. I know this could drive some people crazy. Yeah. So you don't have to do this. But you pause and you say, what, what do you think it feels like to be that, uh, that person or that character in the movie? But one of the things that we do in our home uh, on a pretty consistent basis is talking about how we can be noticers of others around us. Who's needing God's love today? Hmm. Be a noticer, one, to, today. And then be a builder of somebody today. Or be a connector of someone. Connect them to God's love or connect them to something that uh, would be helpful for that person. And it takes getting to know others and, and noticing them beyond your world. Because we, we so easily live in our world and from our own angles. And sometimes if we discipline ourselves to really notice someone else uh, in a different emotional state than we are, yeah. it really helps us. We have benefit from that. And, and my kids have seen that think that that could change lots of things if we did that. Especially. Yeah, you're talking really about developing empathy mm-hmm. and being able to get outside of my perspective and put somebody else's, you know, lens on, their shoes on, um, understand who they are. That's that's good. that's a long process, right? It is. It takes uh, consistency and it takes you modeling it as well. We talk about modeling a lot mm-hmm. here, John, uh, and, and how we live our lives certainly begins to shape how our kids' lives uh, begin to shape out. And it takes intentional teachings and conversations and moments that we look for. We built this, uh, this new resource, Alive to Thrive, uh, and we hope that it helps guide parents and youth pastors and teachers to really invest in kids' lives, to uh, maybe encourage youth in their spheres of influence, and also uh, maybe <clears throat> influence kids in, in a very positive way. And teenagers can also participate in this program. It's absolutely free. It's alivetothrive.com. Okay. And they can gather some other, uh, maybe kids in, in school, and go through all the information given there and begin to look within their school, within their church, within their community, who needs a noticer, a builder, a connector in their life um, so that they can participate in God's kingdom story and be transformed by that. There's, mm. There are a lot of gifts God gives us when we look beyond ourselves and participate in the larger story. Uh, but it's hard. Yeah. Well, look for Alive to Thrive and other resources. We've got the entire conversation with Dave Ramsey and uh, that Financial Peace Junior kit as well. The link is in the show notes. And as always, make a donation today, and our featured resource will be sent to you. It's a thank you gift. And that, of course, is the Financial Peace Junior kit. So uh, donate generously as you can and help us uh, keep producing these podcasts. Until next time, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.